Welcome to the Impactful Stylist Podcast, where we focus on mindset and social media marketing for hairstylists. I was a stylist who worked for 17 years behind the chair and decided I was completely burnt out with what I was doing. I went from cutting bobs and pixies and specializing in dimensional color to completely transforming my business into extension-based services. So this, as you can probably imagine, was night and day. And not only that, I had to completely start over again, rebuilding my clientele. And my whole purpose of The Impactful Stylist is to show you how you can totally do this you can build the clientele that you want. You can pivot your business. You can do whatever you want to do. It all comes down to your mindset and your strategy behind that. And that's what we're here to talk about. So in this week's episode, I want to talk about And this is kind of a more of a tactical episode, like more um, about just strategy and not necessarily with social media, but with your workflow every day. Um, I had someone who um, asked me to actually make a podcast about this topic. And I just realized that sometimes it's true that it's not spoken about enough and it really can affect how much money you make behind the chair. And I struggled with this as well initially, but being intentional with how you are scheduling your appointments is really the key to not only like building, you know, your fulfillment behind the chair because you don't want to work yourself like a dog to make like no money. Um, And you also want to make sure you're scheduling enough time for certain things, not only services, but if you have things going on outside of the salon, you want to make sure that you are not pushing yourself to the limit and missing out on things because you are still at work, you know, doing a color correction or something like that. Um, Because a lot of this goes back to honestly self-worth and really understanding, um, you know, what is going to be good for you and standing firm in your boundaries around that. So I know for me a long time ago, what I used to do is I kind of let my clients decide like specifically, you know, almost like have free reign over my appointment book. Um, and really this, this really kind of applies to those people who maybe you don't do online booking. I know some online booking platforms are set up to, um, you know, they have some type of, I don't know, something where they, they don't allow people. It doesn't allow people to book at really weird willy nilly times and stuff like that. But this is kind of for those people who maybe you do make your own schedule and sorry, this road is really bumpy and loud through here. Um, maybe you do make your own schedule and you have more control over that. And so this is what I learned over time is what worked best for me. 
but I did not, I started to not let people just have free reign and pick whatever time they want. Um, for me, I started to really evaluate what services I felt happy to do. And, you know, I got rid of the things that I didn't love to do or I didn't feel really confident with. And it wasn't out of, oh, well, I give up. I don't feel confident with this when I could have received more, you know, education on that or whatever. I just really had no desire to continue to do those services. Um, for me, it was men's haircuts. Um, that was really easy. Um, I just didn't love doing them. And I didn't really have like a, I didn't want to learn more about doing them. So it wasn't going to make sense for me to go get more education on those things to continue to offer them. And because I didn't feel confident with doing them, I didn't charge probably what I should have been charging to do them. And so at the end of each week, you know, I could add up my totals and look at the numbers. And once you guys really like, I, I challenge you to actually every week write down, you know, what services you're offering and how much money those services brought in for you at the end of each week. Like, you know, how many haircuts did you do that week? How many, you know, dimensional colors did you do? How many base touch-ups? Um, you know, just different thing, things like that. If you do extensions, like what did your, how much did you make from extensions that week? And I think once I started to kind of see it on paper as well, um, it only solidified that I needed to drop some of these services that weren't really, I, they weren't lighting me up. They weren't making me excited to do them. And, you know, it, it started to not make sense financially for me to continue to offer some of these things. And I got real strategic about when people were going to book certain services um, initially this felt like a foreign concept to me and felt kind of strange because we were so conditioned to like be really concerned about being very, um, you know, convenient for our clients and stuff like that. And, um, and that's, that used to be my middle name right there was convenience. Everything was all about, what was most convenient for my client, even if it was not convenient for me at all. Like if it didn't work for me, I bent over backwards to make it happen. Um, and I don't recommend that. I mean, I do think that you do have to be strategic, especially when you're first starting to build. Maybe you do work some evenings or some weekends or different things like that. But, you know, I'd done that for like 17 years. There was no reason to continue to do that for that long if that's not what I wanted to do, and it wasn't. <laughs> so I, I really encourage you to, if you've hit that point where you're like, hey, I have the clientele, I am built up now, you can start to look at some of these things and be like, do I need to get rid of certain services because I don't enjoy them? Do I need to reevaluate how I'm scheduling people and be more strategic about that. And you are really the only one who can tell you like, you know, who can decide those things because everyone's schedule looks so different. Everyone 
you know, you have to, at the end of the day, you have to do what works best for you. I'm not going to get on here and be like, this is the only way, like, because it's not, there are so many different ways to structure your business to work for you. And at the end of the day, that's the key word it has to work for you. So I'm just kind of sharing what worked for me and you know, maybe you can take a little inspiration from that and start to think more intentionally as far as, you know, what, what that feels like for you. I think this episode is probably going to be one of my favorites as far as having strategy behind things and giving you actionable steps to think on, to be more intentional with your business behind the chair. And I think one thing that accompanies this very well is giving yourself some time, like take some time out of your schedule, like block out some blank space for you to really consider these things and to get really clear on what you want out of your life and out of your business and what is going to feel right for you. I feel like it's always, I'm, I'm a big time dreamer and I've always very much so had a very rich creative imagination and but I do believe that you know when we just dream and we don't actually put any action behind it it does very little and actually can make us more unhappy in life so big believer in manifestation but also a big believer in action so if you are someone who that kind of feels like it's aligned with how you are or how you want to be, I definitely recommend checking out my goal setting masterclass. Um, That is actually on, you can go to click the link in my bio on Instagram at the impactful stylist. And it is listed as one of the offerings. This is a really powerful masterclass for you to take to get more clarity on your goals and what you want out of life. Because honestly, if you don't even know what you want, it's harder to give anything more purpose. Like when you set goals, if you don't have a purpose behind them, it's really hard to actually stick to those goals. So check out the masterclass. I feel like it really pairs very well with this episode, actually. So I feel like I had to mention it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. And I can't wait to see the magic that you guys create in your life. So as I mentioned before, um, I stopped letting people just kind of willy nilly pick any time. Once I started to really kind of do extensions more, Um, My goal eventually was to only do extensions, maybe have a few color clients, but only do extensions. And so I, you know, started scheduling extensions. Usually, you know, an extension client would start with me at 9am. And 
I would schedule a color. Initially, I was very, 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 very slow with extensions. And so oftentimes at first, I would only schedule one extension client and no one else, especially if they were like a new install. But that was until I got my speed built up and different things like that until I felt more comfortable maybe tacking a color on at the end of the day. Um, so, and it might be kind of a longer day, but I also, um, even at that time, I think I worked four days a week, maybe at that time. I don't remember if I was still at four or five days. Um, and initially that's when I was in my growth phase with extensions. I didn't have a ton of extension clients. A lot of my clients were actually, um, hair color clients. They might have been dimensional color or base touch-ups and, you know, even with my color clients, some of my base touch-ups, I started moving over to another stylist in my salon who was starting to build her clientele. Um, she was just out of hair school. She was, you know, she'd been assisting me for a long time. So we had certain days that she could take those base touch-ups off my schedule. And that worked out really good. And then as my prices elevated, some of my, you know, even dimensional color clients or different things like that, um, she also got some of my haircut clients. Um, So that worked out really great. And she took on some of my dimensional color clients and stuff like that. This created more space on my schedule to take on more extension clients and have more time for doing that. And you know, if, if you're someone who's pivoting and trying to figure out how to make all that work, um, cause I, granted you can't just get rid of all of your clientele. I mean, at one point I decided to kind of pull the plug and raise pricing and also, um, go down to three days a week and do things like that. And I did like, there were a lot of people who could not you know, they were like, that's quite a price increase. I love you to death, but I can't pay that price every six weeks. And I completely understood that. Um, and I want to say that was probably the last time I, I really, um, I think I had about 10 color clients hanging on. And honestly, guys, these were some of my favorite people. Um, not to say that, I mean, I had a lot of great clients that, yeah, like it was pulled at my heartstrings a little bit to not see them in my chair. Um, I'm not going to lie about that because you do build relationships with these people and you enjoy seeing them and hearing about how things are going for them and different things like that. Um, but the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, that is not, um, what, was going to build my business more. And I don't want for that to sound ungrateful because I held on to those people as long as I could until like my, I started to kind of feel somewhat resentful and the resentment wasn't towards them. I mean, it started to feel like it was a little bit towards them, but honestly, the resentment Um, it came from a deeper knowing that I needed to do something different. 
And really, I could only put the blame on myself. Like, I knew what I wanted to do, but I kept hanging on to these people. And so, you know, that can be really hard, you know, because you, like, like I said, you really build, you know, a relationship with people and different things like that. And, um, but let's think about it this way. If the shoe were on the other foot, if your client had an amazing job opportunity and they were going to be making more money and working less days, do you think they would take it? They most definitely would. So how is that any different than, you know, how it works in our business? Like, you know, if, if your books are full and, you know, you are like, I am bursting at the seams. I really need to lighten up the load a little bit, or I want to change up my work schedule or anything like you are in control of that. No one else is in control of that typically, except for you. It usually in most salon atmospheres, Um, Even if you're working like in a commission salon where they control your schedule or different things like that. And I'm not all commission salons are that way. Well, we'll say employment based salons. Um, You know, I, I really urge you to talk to the salon owner. Like if you're really feeling a certain way, like I want to, I just want to work certain days, like at least talk to them, you know, and tell them what you're thinking, come to them with a plan though, you know, and I think when you have kind of worked out a solution, um, and have a plan and things like that, I think it shows that you've put thought into it and, you know, you are, this is what you want to do and this is what's going to help you to, you know, succeed and feel fulfilled. And, you know, I think that's going to be really great for everybody. So, um, I, that's what I would do, but I started to, you know, actually let go of some of these clients. Um, as mentioned, I probably had my last 10 or 12 people that had color clients that had been hanging on the last major color increase for them you know a lot of them were kind of like I can't do that and I understand why you need to raise your prices um but you know I love you dearly um but I can't pay that you know it's just not within my budget And a lot of them were so supportive, like so supportive. And I mean, for their last appointments, I'm not going to lie. A lot of, there were tears, you know, they were like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm so proud of, you know, all of the hard work you're doing and really going after like what you want to do. And, um, they're like, selfishly, I hate it for me, but like, (laughs) I'm going to miss seeing you and being in your chair. And, and it was hard. It was almost like going through breakups. Um, but a lot of these people still stayed in the salon and that was fabulous. I get to see them, you know, and say hi and chit chat with them while they're getting their hair done. And in all honesty, guys, if you're really that close with clients, um, 
with your clients, it's not like you have to say goodbye permanently, like forever. You can meet them for lunch, coffee, whatever. I mean, we do like, again, develop these close friendships. And, you know, if it's that, you know, we can, we can see these people outside of the salon. So, you know, don't discount that. You can always make plans to see them. And, you know, it doesn't mean you're saying goodbye forever, like they're dead to you or anything. So that's another great thing about our job is we get to build these great relationships and continue them. If you're a hairstylist who specializes in certain hair services and you're trying to build a clientele of your dream clients who really take you seriously, you need to check out findyourhairstylist.com. What makes it so special is that stylists can apply for findyourhairstylist.com to be listed on the directory, which is essentially the website is a matchmaking site to match you with your dream clients. What makes this so unique is you actually apply and you are vetted by five different hairstylists, kind of like a panel of judges, so to speak, who put their seal of approval on you and your work. For a limited time, it is free of charge to hairstylists, so you want to jump on this, guys. Make sure you go to findyourhairstylist.com to check it out. So getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, So when I started to, you know, be more extension focused, I had less color clients on my schedule. Um, I was very, still very strategic, um, you know, and even now, like you don't have to, let's pretend you have, you know, you take, let's say three hours for like a balayage and root melt, and just all the things, trim, just the whole works. Um, I mean, it doesn't make sense to let people just kind of willy-nilly pick weird times on your schedule. Um, It really limits your earning potential. So, you know, instead of saying, oh, well, what time do you want? you know, when you go to rebook them or if they text you, whatever they do, you know, to make an appointment, um, you know, tell them what times you have available and make that intentional. Like my first appointment of every day starts at 9am. Typically, you know, I'm usually doing a two row move up. Um, and I can usually do, Normally, my next client can come at 2 p.m. Like for, I'm still sitting in my car, guys, or my car. It makes this weird noise as I'm sitting here. Um, but I will book a client at 9 a.m. and then I book my next extension move up client at 2 p.m. And you know, yes, I do work with an assistant, and that does help to, you know increase my productivity, things get done a little quicker, and different things like that. Um, And that works out really great. 
Um, you don't have to, I know plenty of people who don't work with assistants, but you know, and that's another whole other podcast episode. Um, so I'm not going to go too deep into that, but that might be something to consider, you know, if you are concerned about productivity or just feeling like you're not going to die while you're working and stuff like that. So, um, it really just kind of depends. And, but yeah, that's usually what my day looks like. And I am just very intentional about that. I'm just not going to book someone in the middle of my day. Um, that's just not usually how it's going to work because that really limits how much money I can make in a week. And, you know, you have to be super intentional about these things. Um, Otherwise, I mean, I remember like kind of waking up to this and starting to learn that other people book this way and things like that. And I'm like, well, that does make a lot more sense rather than just kind of, um, and I will say, I feel like earlier in my career, I kind of sleep, I was, I, I, I call it sleepwalking. It was like I was a sleepwalker. You know, I wasn't very intentional about anything. It was kind of like I just floated through life and just, okay, well, I feel like my clients want me to work nights and weekends. So that's what I'm going to do. And I, I feel like they want me to, you know, just let them have free reign, pick whatever time they want on my schedule. And that's what that's what I'll do. In all honesty, your clients don't think either which way about it. Like, it's your job to tell them, like, what you're available for, not the other way around. And, you know, that's what it it took me a really long time to figure that out and be like, well, dummy, like, you're the one who gave away the keys. You know, like, (laughs) you're the one who's, like, letting everybody control your life when they never asked for that. You know, they didn't ask you for that. And, you know, yes, granted, you're going to have some of those people who are, they don't have boundaries and they don't, you know, everything's all about them. They are, you know, but I feel like those people are fewer and farther between. Um, And I did have some of those people too, but the majority of my clients were not like that. Um, Not at all. And you know, I think sometimes we have to take responsibility for the fact that we let things happen sometimes when we could take more control of the situation and say, okay, here's what I'm available for. It's just as simple as that. This is what I have available. And you give them the times, they will let you know what works for them. And then if you come, you keep having a really hard time scheduling someone, you can refer them to someone else. You know, it's just a matter of, and, you know, if you are strong in your marketing skills, you are strong in your, you know, your technique, you are strong in your, you know, client experience, you are not going to have trouble filling your chair again for someone who they're, you know, who's going to fit what you need more and you fit their needs more. Like they, your schedule works for them. They love how you do hair, you know, like it's just, you know, we have to not be so obsessed with holding on to clients like 
for the sake of holding on to them. You know, like we can't continue, you know, knowing that this person's schedule doesn't work for you or knowing that you don't love doing their hair, but you're so afraid to let go of them because you see it as money walking out the door. That's not reality. Um, and I've been this person before. So that's why I talk so much about this is like, I've been on both sides of this. And, you know, I don't want you to feel personally attacked if this is you, because that was me. And I'm here to tell you, like, it doesn't have to be that way. And, you know, my, my life is like drastically different. Like my outlook, my mindset, um, my happiness is a lot different than when I, you know, even from nine years ago. You know, it's actually when I first opened my salon, I was really still like really overworking and unhappy. And it took me a minute to figure out that I was the source of all of my own unhappiness. And, you know, a lot of that had to do with overworking and people pleasing and, you know, not charging what I should have been charging and, you know, all kinds of things, but it was the perfect storm for burnout. And I wasn't aware. I just wasn't self-aware enough to understand. Um, and it, it, over time I started to learn. And like now, whenever I start to ever even get the smallest feeling of that, I'm able to take a step back and reevaluate and see what I can control and see what needs to change. Because usually whenever we're feeling those feelings of overwhelm and burnout and all the things, like something needs to change. And like we're the only ones who can decide what that is. So, you know, I, I speak on these things because I've lived it. And if I can help anyone at all, any stylist at all or beauty professional period, um, get out of those feelings because there are so many people who just want to leave the industry because they feel like that's the answer. And it, it might be the answer. That might be the answer for that person. But I would strongly encourage anyone to reevaluate how they're doing things in their day day to day life, like even starting with their schedule and what services they offer and what clients they want to work on. Who what clients do they not want to work on? If you have a bunch of asshole clients, I can completely understand why you would want to walk away from the industry. And but I still would encourage you to just get rid of those people. <laughs> and there are like a a number of amazing people out there that need their hair done and they're just looking for you. And, you know, that's when social media comes into place and or into play. And when you can, you know, again, have a solid marketing strategy, it helps to give you more peace around knowing that you more people are going to find you. And, you know, referrals, word of mouth, different things like that, that also helps to build your schedule, build your book with great clients. Um, but back to the topic here, um, 
being very strategic about how you're booking people is so important. And I know one, one of my stylists at my salon, um, when she first started doing extensions, she decided that she wanted to have color clients on certain days of the week and extension clients on certain days of the week. And that really worked out for her for a really long time. And um, she kind of went away from that, but now she's getting to where she's going back. And I think it's genius because she has figured out that she can actually schedule more color clients and more extension clients by going back to that way that she was doing it before. Like where she can schedule, you know, two extensions in a day and where, you know, maybe before she couldn't really do that um, because, you know, she's gotten quicker and different things like that. And, you know, on her days that she does color, she can schedule four color clients. And the thing is, at the end of the day, she loves color. She loves extensions too, but she absolutely loves color. She loves color corrections you know, and we know, we all know sometimes those take longer and, you know, but that's also more money. And, you know, she wants to make herself available for those color corrections as well, because she absolutely thrives doing color corrections. And I love that. Like, I'm not that person. I'm not a color correction queen. You know, I think earlier in my career, um, I, enjoyed it. And now I'm just not in a space where I like it and it doesn't, I don't thrive there. So being, you know, very real with what you want to do and what lights you up is really going to set you up a lot more to be happy and to not feel burnt out and to be doing what you love and making money, making a good living. Like, you know, when we tell our money what to do, that's how we build wealth. And, you know, I love that she thought about this and she figured out, hey, like, I figured out, like, if I do things like this, I can see more clients. And, you know, I'm not limiting who can get in and different things like that. Like it might seem like it, but when you actually break it down and on paper and stuff like that, you are actually able to service more guests that way. And I'm not telling you that you have to do things that way. That's just worked out. That's what worked out for her. She's just an, she's an example of, you know, figuring out what's going to work for her. She has, um, you know, she goes to work out like two days during her work week in the evening. And so she's also figuring out which of those two days she should take the color clients and which she should take the extension clients. That way it doesn't affect her workout time later in the evening. And I think that's great because we have a life outside of work. And that's important for you to have other things that you enjoy doing outside of work because I didn't do that for a long time, you guys. Like, I, it was kind of like, oh, personal life? Like, what's that? Or, you know, hobbies, interests? What's that? Like, you know, and you don't want to do that. That's just not, you know, these are the things that actually fuel our creativity. 
is, you know, actually having other interests outside of doing hair and work and, you know, creating a life outside of work that, you know, excites you. And, you know, that's really important. And I really want every stylist to really kind of build a life um, that excites them. And, you know, I, I want every stylist to have that, you know, behind the chair experience to where you don't feel like you have to escape from it. And, you know, you're building your own like little personal hair haven inside of your business that you love and you look forward to going to work every day. And you know that you're in control of your life and your, you know, how much money you make and your clients and your schedule. And, you know, also having some work-life balance. So that's my TED Talk for today, guys. I hope you got some, you know, value out of this. I don't, you know, sometimes it helps to hear someone say, hey, yes, you can tell clients, hey, I've got this time or that time, which works best for you. And knowing that that's not mean, you know, I used to think it was maybe greedy or mean for me to like not give them, you know, every time I have available on my schedule because it didn't make sense. It doesn't mathematically make sense. And like, You don't have to explain why, you know, you just simply say, I have this time or that time or this time, which of these work for you? Let them answer. If they don't work, find another day or, you know, different things like that. Clients will make it work. You know, it's not like they're coming to see you every day. You know, they're not, you know, it's, it's not you know, naturally there were some, I I think I lost like two, maybe two clients when I switched my hours. And I'm talking, I really did like do a pretty big, it was kind of like, Hey, I'm not working nights or weekends anymore. And I'm only working three days a week. Um, I only lost two clients due to my change in schedule. And that's pretty big. You know, I mean, that's like, to me, that's not as much as I thought it would be to only lose two, you know, that were like, hey, I love you, but I just, that doesn't, that work schedule doesn't work for me. And I understand you have to do what you have to do, um, you know, but I can't make that work. Do you have any other recommendations? And, you know, that's, I hated to lose those people, but in the same token, like I wanted to see my family, you know, my kids are way more important to me than working on a Saturday. You know, my husband is way more important to me than working on a Monday. He's off on Mondays usually, Sunday, Monday. And to me, it was important for us to have those days together. And for years, I did not make that a priority. And I do regret that. And so that's my wish for you guys is that you can look back and not have any regrets And, you know, as far as your work schedule, because at the end of your life, it's not going to matter that you were able to book that other, you know, highlight on a Monday evening, you know, like, I'm just saying,
be strategic for the days that you are there and it will be so much better. And, you know, I'm also not telling you not to work nights or weekends if that's what you want to do. My whole point is do what works for you and really do some soul searching and figure out what that looks like. And sometimes, you know, we're in a building phase where maybe we have to work for a little while on the days that don't work well, you know, that ideally we don't want to work that schedule for the rest of our life. Um, I will say that I feel like sometimes you do build, if you're in building phase, sometimes it does feel like you build quicker, incorporating some nights and maybe some weekends into your schedule. But it's also okay, you know, down the road, once you've gotten busier and different things like that, for you to do that, for you to let go of some of those nights or weekends. And, you know, I will also say sometimes in our life, you know, for our own mental health, whether, you know, you have figured it out or you've gotten, you, let's say you haven't built up the clientele that you wanted yet, but you really don't want to miss out on your kids' soccer games or different things like that. Sometimes just figuring out, putting pen to paper, figuring out your finances, figuring out what you can, you know, living on a little less so you can actually go to see these soccer games and do this, that, and the other, it makes all the difference in the world. So I don't want this to come across as like money is the most important thing. Um, Yes, we all have bills to pay and different things like that. But I am a firm believer that sometimes you can, in different seasons of life, in order to be present Um, or just even for your own mental health. If you're like, hey, right now, I just need to work less. And that's okay. You can figure that out and, you know, figure out what needs to go, what can stay, like what, you know, can you live on a little less and make less and work less for a little while? And maybe that's, that's what you need for your mental health that is totally okay. Um, The whole point here is just to tell you, like, we all have such unique situations. And, you know, you are the one at the end of the day who gets to control and do what's best for you. So anyways, now I'm for real gonna end the, the episode and quit blabbing on and on. But I feel like I could talk about this forever, but if you guys have any questions about this episode, definitely send me a DM. I love to hear from you guys and I love to sometimes like almost like continue the conversation in the DMs and anyhow, you guys take care and go build an impactful life for yourself. If you got a lot of value out of this episode and you're feeling led, I would love for you to leave a review or share with a friend. And don't forget to follow the Impactful Stylist on Instagram and Facebook.